0: yeah oh here we go here we go you ready i'm gonna okay that was me freestyling but that actually didn't really work my name's derek i'm the chief disruptor at disruptor that in case you're wondering was off of Nas's new album and the song's called meet joe black and let me just tell you it's money all right here's the deal if you're like me, if you pick up a book or you read an article, there's a strong possibility you're going to fall asleep, but if somebody were to read you that article, like when you're driving, you might actually be able to stay awake. So look at that benefit. All right, This article is called, Go Ahead and Elon That Meeting, Elon is in Elon Musk. Okay? All right. Cool. When I was in high school, I had a girlfriend who wanted to talk on the phone for hours. And I despised it, right? Who wants to talk on the phone? I figured if we couldn't hang out that day, we could probably catch up in person tomorrow. But... I was soft. Sure, let's talk on the phone for two hours. What else do I have to do besides roam the neighborhood with my buddies on our bikes? You know, we could steal grain bell premiums from Lance's dad and smoke Swisher Sweets. Spray on a little dracar Noir when we come home so nobody can tell. I mean, that stuff was amazing. Doesn't that sound awesome? You know it does. I figured out that my mom could walk into my room and tell me to get off the phone. And it would work. I just needed a way to signal her from my bedroom. So, with my mom, thanks mom, we devised a plan that I'd hit the mute button and I would knock on the wall and... 30 seconds later, my mom would barge in, telling me, it's time to get off the phone, please. Oh, bummer. We can't talk any longer. Sorry, got to go. Love you. Bye. My mom doesn't know it, but she was the original Elon Musk. All right, fast forward to the present day. It's 6 p.m. on a Thursday, and I was on a call, on a call, Discussing the potential need for another call, a meeting actually, so we could go over a process for training. I want to dive into the summary of how this all went down and I'm going to take names out of it and refer to this person as them. Them said to me, I'd like to discuss how you're going to do training next week. Me, we don't need to. I can literally write up a process and send it over to you in five minutes. Them. I would still like to meet. How about tonight? Keep in mind it was already 6 p.m. Me. Now I'm getting irritated. I can't tonight. I need to take my son to football practice. And I would actually like to watch. Tell you what. I work out every day from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. And I'm up at 4 a.m. How about we meet either before or right after? Them. Apparently, I was on speakerphone. No, they can't meet because they have a family, said the person in the background. Me. You know what? I'll send over the schedule for training, and if you can tell me what you want to add or take out, that'd be fine. Fair? Like I said, I'm not going to get into specifics with names or even what company I was working for. All I will say is that this scenario wasn't new to me. It's happened quite often in my career. I didn't feel the need to mention that I am a very process-oriented person or that I've spent a considerable amount of my career training teams. I mean, I got a business that does this. I simply created the spreadsheet which documented precisely how the process would play out, and I sent it over. Like I said, it took me five minutes. Had we met, it would have taken an hour and five minutes. All right, let's... Take a step back and look at the past. Early in my software slanging days, I learned a valuable lesson about meetings and how they can waste someone's time if not adequately, adequately structured. You know, when I write, I use big words, potentially costing the company money as well. For this story, I will be a little bit more specific. It was about a $350,000 custom software project, and the client was, let me tell you, eager to get moving which is great when you're a salesperson about to make commission. I could taste that commission, and I already started envisioning how I was going to spend it. Our team needed to meet to discuss the next steps, which I thought was a huge deal. Enter our custom software practice leader, David. David was probably the most intelligent person I have ever worked with at that time. You know what? He's still one of the most intelligent people. He was the kind of software developer that created his own fantasy football application with the sole purpose of managing many teams at the same time. I mean, I thought I knew how to play fantasy football, but I can assure you, David made me look like an amateur. Before we could even start, David walks in and says, If we don't have an agenda and an outcome for this meeting, I'm leaving. I have a lot to do, and I won't waste my time. Whoa, at first I thought old Dave was a dick. <laughs> no, no. David respected his time and appreciated the time of others, including the company's bottom line. And at the time, we charged about 125 bucks an hour for developers and upwards of 150 bucks for architects. For that era, that was actually considered low. But with four devs in the room... A one-hour meeting without a clear agenda and outcome, it would have cost us over 500 bones. David understood the actual cost of that meeting. I wasn't billable, so I didn't, and I should have known better. It was an opportunity cost. Opportunity cost, in case you didn't know, is the loss of potential gain from other alternatives when one alternative is chosen. It's a big one. Opportunity cost, let me read it again, is the loss of potential gain from other alternatives when one alternative is chosen basically over another. I remember learning that phrase like it was yesterday and have lived with that example for the past 11 years. Whenever I schedule a meeting, I think to myself, what is our agenda? What is our desired outcome? And if I don't know, here's the kicker, we don't need to meet. Actually, I just think of David walking in and dropping the bomb on me and it works every time. David was an early version of Elon. It's also the exact reason I always set an agenda. I always mention the time and I always mention the outcome of the meeting. I would also like to add that I usually try and make a point to tell everyone I will do my best to finish the meeting early. But... I don't run every meeting. So, when I think about meetings, I usually think about the work I'm missing out on completing. Think of it this way. If you have eight hours worth of work to do each day and four meetings, you technically have a 12-hour day planned right out the gate, leaving you with four options. The first option is to take an active role participating in your meetings, knowing full well that your full participation might result in more work you don't have time to do. The second option is to take the hybrid approach. My personal favorite. This approach consists of being half in and half out. Technically, you're there on camera, but you're asking to repeat everything directed your way because you're trying to get something done simultaneously. Love that option. Third option. Third option is to turn your camera off and put yourself on mute. When I'm slammed with meetings and tasks, it's always option three. A close second might have something to do with my only time to eat lunch. Also, you all be on mute and camera will be off. Either way, it doesn't matter. If you're choosing option three, you are definitely in too many meetings. The fourth option is just to work all day. But that doesn't sound too awesome though. Wouldn't it be nice if your mom could Come down and say, it's time to get out of that meeting. Might be kind of embarrassing too for a grown man. Okay, all four of these options are not suitable or sustainable for anyone. Meetings are the death of productivity. Sure, I mean, meetings are needed, but at least consider who needs them. And sometimes meetings don't even need to be an email. They don't even need to be a Slack message. In fact, they are likely the result in a breakdown of process somewhere else. Maybe we should meet to fix the process. It sounds like a valuable meeting. I bet we find an area that needs more output. It might be called productivity. With any organization or any company culture, it's my opinion that we need to consider the time each task will take to get done before we book a meeting involving the person we are delegating it to. And never. I mean, ever, have a meeting without the person responsible for the work because now you'll need to meet again, only this time you're not only wasting their time or the company's time, you're not wasting your own time. A colleague of mine had me read an article about Elon Musk's meeting philosophy, which is why I called the article Elon That Meeting. One of Elon's thoughts is when you realize you're adding no value to a meeting, just stand up and leave. About a month later, I found myself at a software integration meeting. About 10 minutes in, I hadn't said a word, nor was I asked anything. It was a video call, so I typed a message, I'm not adding any value, best wishes. Put that in the chat, and I bounced. 45 minutes later, I got a call from my guy telling me, way to Elon that meeting, bro. And Finally, I felt like I had achieved the Elon status. Here's the typical corporate meeting structure. Do you know what I think we should do? Here's what I think. Yeah, but what about what I think? You know, all that being said, here's what I'm thinking. Ugh. All right, really. Here is what I think. I think that most meetings aren't necessary, and sometimes meetings are a huge waste of time. Finally, somebody said it. This is just food for thought, guys. My name is Derek. And I would encourage everybody to check out despair.com for even more inspiration. And if you need to call me, call me. I'm here for you. My mom might walk in tell me to get off the phone, but I'm here for you.